Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear from Refuge Freedom Stories. I'm your host today, and I'm interviewing a pretty cool guy by the name of... Judson Gattinger. Judson Gattinger. I just did that for fun. Um, <laughs> Self-introduction. So Judson's a, a, a musician. Yes, indeed. What instruments do you play? I play guitar, bass guitar, drums, and I do vocals. Mm-hmm. I've heard a bit of your stuff. Pretty darn good. <laughs> and still still learning as well, eh? Some of it. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely still working on everything, trying to write songs. Fantastic. I've missed some of your videos. You haven't seen them lately. Lately, I haven't been doing the vocal yeah. videos. That's right. Yeah. I always enjoy those. <laughs> cool. Anyways, so Judson's here today to tell us a story. You, you probably, Everybody's got a story. You've got a story. Indeed. And uh, where would you like to start? Well, I thought I'd start by just saying I'm from a family of seven children. Very size family. Yeah. yeah, indeed. So my mom, she was she was always a person of faith, and she used to take me to church when I was really little to like a Lutheran church in London. Yeah. And uh, I have very few or faint memories of that. Pretty but, young. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is when I was really young. Mm. And then my mother ended up kind of getting in like sort of a theological argument with with that church and ended up converting to attending uh, Mormon churches. Mm -hmm. So I started going to Mormon churches when I was getting a bit older as a kid. And personally, I never really liked going there. I never really made sense of it. It just seemed to have a weird feel to it compared okay. to the, the normal Christian church that I was attending. Like a Protestant type. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of different for sure. So I didn't like that, but when I was about, I'd say about 10 or so, my parents moved out of London into the countryside. And we ended up in a, a town called St. Mary's. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met a friend at school there and started going to his place on weekends. And his mother was like an avid Christian. And mm -hmm. she would take me to church with their family on Sundays. And those kind of churches, like the Pentecostal type mm -hmm. churches, really, really hit me. Like, okay. I really, really liked it. Okay. Yeah. About the age of 12 or 13, we were attending um, a Christian church in Exeter, Ontario, and they were doing altar calls. I, I really felt a struggle inside. What's an uh, altar call? When you an say altar that? call is like when they say, uh, anybody here who wants to come up to the front and commit their life to Jesus and take him as their Lord and Savior mm -hmm. and come up to the front and we'll pray for you. And that's like a big decision that you, you make a life decision. And publicly. Publicly, yeah. Yeah. They were doing that call and I, w I had a struggle within myself. I sort of felt like, uh, like a voice saying, oh, no, don't do that. You know, you don't want to stand up in front of all these people, you know. Mm -hmm. It's embarrassing and all that stuff. And but the the pastor was up there and he was just he was kind of preaching out and speaking out against that idea. He was like, "You're gonna hear something inside saying, don't don't do it, don't do it. Uh, but you gotta fight that and you gotta you gotta decide if you really want to to make this decision." And I just kind of felt, yeah, yeah, I think he's right, man. And I I I want to do this. So 
I ended up just kind of, you know, braving up and went up to the front of the church in front of everybody. Uh, yeah, I took that altar call that day. And that for me was like the start of me really, you know, pursuing God and, uh, and faith and the Bible mm -hmm. and everything. Well, what happened when you went up? Like how old were you to start with? I was about 12 or 13. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I might've been 12, but. Uh, and during your teens. Yeah, just like, just kind of hitting that preteen, teenage. Mm -hmm. And so I went up there and they just said, okay, you want to give your life to Jesus? And I said, yeah. And they, they prayed for me and just kind of, you know, just made an agreement with the, the pastors and the mm -hmm. elders that were up there praying. And that was, that I felt for me, that was a big turning point for me. I started to really take the Bible like seriously and literally. And uh, I started reading my Bible pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when we, I'd still go there on the weekends and we'd go to church and I was just so happy to go. And my friend wasn't really as into it, you know, having to go with his family and that. But I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, this is awesome. Anyways, I started becoming a Christian and learning how to walk with God and like a different change, a different style. Yeah. And... Yeah. Just trying to figure out what that meant mm -hmm. and, and how that would affect the, the sort of lifestyle I, I would choose to have moving mm -hmm. forward. So basically live my life like a normal person. I was hanging out with, you know, non-Christian friends, partying, drinking. There was, you know, drugs going around and I was partaking and, and all that type of stuff. Not, never anything too serious for me. Yeah. Tried to keep myself, you know, as straight as I could through all that. Yeah, until I was about 26, like my life was pretty much just set in that path. When I was about 26, 27, I joined a band, started jamming with them. And, and then within the next few years, we ended up getting serious. And I moved out of London to a small town outside London called Mount Bridges. So, yeah. And so you joined a band. What type of band was that? So it's like a sort of like a grunge hard rock band. Also, um, yeah. So yeah. not a brass band or, <laughs> or, or a marching band. <laughs> no, or... there was no jazz or country. <laughs> it was pretty heavy stuff. Yeah. And uh, they were looking for a drummer and I just signed up and started mm -hmm. jamming with them. And How uh, long had you been drumming at that point? Uh, at that point, I was getting about maybe 28 or 29. So it would have been about 15 years or so, maybe. Yeah. I started when I was 12 or 13. Nice. And, so uh, close to around the time you yeah. made, made that commitment to Christ. Yeah, on, ironically, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I made that decision to become a Christian. And that's when music started entering into my life, really. I started uh, picking up guitars and my my brother bought some pieces of drums and gave them to me and I started making a makeshift kit and mm -hmm. yeah that is true that is pretty lined up with the, the whole the whole life decision thing so anyways the big part of me moving to Mount Bridges ended up being that I decided you know what I'm here in Mount Bridges I don't work Sundays usually so if I have a Sunday off I'm gonna go to this church down the street and this church had a cool name it was called Impact Church oh yeah and I'm like, Impact Church, Mount Bridges, it just sounds cool. I don't know, maybe there's something there for me. I just made a hard decision to go this one Sunday in January, trups through the snow down the sidewalks and, mm. and walk in and just see what, was, what it was all about. Now, at this point, had you been going to church regular all this time? Or? No, really, no. That's the thing. Like, I was a Christian. I was reading my Bible pretty regularly, but I would just go to church every once in a while. Like, not holidays and stuff, but just just every once in a while I'd be like I'm gonna go to church this Sunday and I would check out just kind of random various churches to see how I felt about them see if I felt I fit in there and yeah. if I, I really kind of agreed with the way things were there mm -hmm. and I never really found anything that that fit me right I never found anything that uh, made me feel like this is it 
I want to be part of this and come every week and stuff like that. So, so now you're at Impact. You're going in Mount Bridges. You find <laughs> this Impact Church. Yeah, I found this. This was a small one in uh, Mount Bridges. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty cool story. So me and my friend Josh, we lived together because we both played in the band with his brother. Cool. So he was a Christian too, and he moved in with us. We all decided to live together and work at this band stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to go. So if you want to come with me or not or whatever, I'm going to go. So he said, yeah, if you're going to go, I'll go. We'll check it out together. We walk in and we had no idea how small the congregation would be. <laughs> like this is really, really tight in it. And we walked in and they were almost like shocked. <laughs> Whoa, two young guys just walked in. Are you? Are you kidding me? Where did they come from? Like, who are these guys, right? So we walk in, we're like, hey, we're Josh and Judd, and uh, yeah, we come to check things out. We're Christians, and and moved into town, and they're like, oh, cool. So the pastor, he started kind of opening up things and said, okay, we're going to start with worship. Uh, We don't have a drummer this week, so unless somebody in here plays drums and they felt they could jump up and you know play with us drum kit there yeah they had a drum kit but the drummer wasn't there that week that Mm. that was their son and their son wasn't there Mm. so he's like so does anybody drum here and i didn't put up my hand i was like no 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 are you kidding me no way (laughs) and uh of course my friend josh goes oh this guy Starts playing. He plays drums. Yeah, you can always rely drummer. on your friends. Eh? And uh, he goes, you play drums? I'm like, well, yeah. And he goes, can you play along, you know, without practicing? I'm like, well, yeah, of course. I can just play along with you guys. And okay, you're playing drums today. Right on. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Like, Nothing I like just walked in, in to this place. <laughs> and now I'm going up to the stage to play drums in this band. So anyways, yeah, I went up there, they started playing a couple bars and I figure out where they're, what the rhythm's going. And then I just kind of jump in and play a beat along with them. And uh, it went pretty well. I felt it sounded pretty good. And yeah, I loved it. I thought they were great. I thought Pastor Bobby was a really cool guy. I loved his preaching. I thought his messages were right on the money for me. Yeah, it just felt like a really Holy Spirit filled church. And I loved it. So I started going every Sunday that I wasn't working. They asked me to join as a drummer every other weekend so every other sunday i would play and then the next week their son would play so i was doing that for a few months i guess that was cool and everything but we ended up attending a conference in london and the conference was at the impact church london okay right like they had a bunch of people coming in guest preachers and stuff like that and bobby said you know we're going so if you guys are free you can hop in our van we'll give you a ride to london you can check it out come with us So I was like, yeah, cool. And this was like an evening service type thing. And I went there and it just, for me, it was just blowing off the hook. Full band, full volume, just really awesome worship. A bigger congregation, more people worshiping, more of a corporate feel. And I just felt something inside me like connect with Mm. that place. Shortly after that, I just kept feeling a pull to you know, kind of decide, should I stay in this band and stay in Mount Bridges? Mm -hmm. Or should I, you know, maybe end all this and move back to London? And now I found like the church for me here. Mm. And that's what I did. Uh, Things were kind of rough in the band. There's a lot of fighting over directions and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And yeah, I I told him I'm going to be quitting the band. I'm going to be looking to move back to London and slowly transition from there back to London, got a place. Yeah, I walked in a Wednesday night after moving back to London and attended the service, and it was great. And ever ever since, I've been there for about nine years. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I, I started attending there, 
And my friend Josh, he ended up getting baptized at the church that he was still at in Mount Bridges. Because he stayed there. He was still living there, uh, going to church there. And he got baptized in the pastor's backyard pool. Okay. And they took pictures and they put on on Facebook. And I was seeing that. And I'm like, something something hit me. Like something inside me just got almost like a jealousy, I want to say. It was like, oh my, he got baptized and it just felt something really special. And I felt like I was missing out on that because like I had never really understood the idea of uh, full water baptism. Mm -hmm. And anyways, I had a draw. And then, of course, you know how God works. He lined up a baptism at the Impact London Church a couple months or so after Mm -hmm. I started. And... I signed up. Yeah, I signed up right so away. So London pastor had a pool in his backyard as well? <laughs> no, they do it in a hot tub. Oh, okay. They got a portable hot tub on wheels, and they do it right inside the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And I signed up, got baptized, and it was just amazing. Like, it was so powerful. Oh, It, it really was like the second major change in my life from mm-hmm. the altar call. What did it mean to you, like? For example, uh, for people who haven't ever even heard about a water baptism or they've mm-hmm. maybe seen them in movies, the old movies and stuff, right. you know. Yeah. Well, if you're a little bit confused on what water baptism is and, and how it works, for me, it it's really something powerful that you're making a huge decision for for you yourself to kind of just kind of commit and dive in deeper mm-hmm. into a, a life with God and a relationship with God. And I want to say that when I was baptized, for me, it felt like even though I was a Christian before, I still had a lot of like sin entanglement and I still had a lot of like struggle yes. with like things like fear and anxiety and, and, and confidence and stuff like that. And when I was baptized, I mean, I really feel I came out of that water like a new man, like a new creature almost, you know, like a new creation. Yeah, I honestly have to say since that day, my life just completely shifted from like a real struggle and a real mess, I want to say, to just like blessing after blessing after blessing and just growing and maturing so much. And it was such a change for me, transformation. And one cool thing they do when they do the baptisms at that church is they have a bunch of the elders around and the pastors around and they try to just kind of hear what they're they're feeling and seeing and and, and they kind of give you some words of what they they see for you like prof- prophecy prophetic words and okay. stuff one of the elders who didn't know me at all said are you a musician and i said yeah i am a musician okay well i have a word for you and it's that you know the lord says that you're going to be writing a bunch of songs and you're going to be writing a bunch of lyrics and that your music is really going to take off and take you places and your lyrics are really going to touch people and bless people and and things to that effect and uh i was like wow that's that's wild because this guy doesn't even know if no i even am a ma- yeah. musician he was asking me are you a mm-hmm. musician and i'm like yeah so they give you a bunch of words like that i had a whole bunch of stuff and one guy literally said and i don't know if this is true for everybody who's baptized or how it works for everybody but he said the lord wants to say to you today your sins are completely gone mm-hmm. you know and you are what did he say it was like it was something to the oh salvation is come has come to you today mm-hmm. is what he said and I think when he said salvation has come to you today, I didn't really understand that it meant like the sozo, 
salvation, which is a word that means you're saved and freed in every single way, in every single area of mm -hmm. your life. There's going to be a breakthrough and a change. Yep. And I, that, that is what happened for me, really. Everything I struggled with, everything that was really rough and really hard just kind of broke. Mm -hmm. And there was so much more ease and so much more grace in my life. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was really cool. So you're, you're experiencing victory over these things in mm -hmm. your life mm -hmm. that you've been struggling with? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that you continue to struggle with some things, as we all do. But, mm -hmm. but you know, there was a difference. There was something mm -hmm. that was maybe a, a power. I, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, there was a new strength in me. Yes. And that strength helped me to determine, I don't want to mess around anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to just make careless decisions that could have really extreme consequences for me or for others. Yes. Yeah, I just felt a new strength to be a new person and to make better decisions and live a, a wise life. Yeah, it, like compared to the way I was before, you could almost say I haven't sinned since. But like <laughs> like you said, yes, we do all yeah. have little struggles and little mistakes we make. And, and mm -hmm. sin is really just by definition missing the mark. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just missing what God wanted for you and what God, you know, knows is best for you. Certainly. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Okay, so a few months after I was baptized, I'm going to say two or three months later, they had a conference. I was there and a guest speaker came in from like California mm -hmm. and they saw me and they said, hey, you, are you a musician? And I went, yes, I am. How does everybody know? <laughs> and I didn't know I was that famous. Uh, and I said, yes, I am. And she goes, okay, cool. Because God sang to me and literally went through the same speech, basically, that I got from the elder when I got baptized. Mm-hmm. You're going to write songs and your lyrics are going to touch people and you're going to take, it's going to take you places around the world and God's going to use you and your music to bring hope to people and things like that. And, and then I started to walk away because she kind of got me to stand up, come forward a little. And she goes, wait a minute. So you're a musician. God wants you to know that you're going to be on this worship team. And I went, oh, really? She, yeah. She goes, are you on the worship team? I said, no, I just play a little bit with the youth band on Friday night. She goes, okay, well, God is telling me to tell you, you will be on that worship team. Wow. And I was like blown away, man. Like, cause I mean, I just started going to church regularly for, for a few months mm -hmm. and I just got baptized and I had no expectation for, you know, God put me on a worship team of a church. I just started attending a few months yeah. earlier. And within about two or three months, I kept going regularly. I kept getting deeper and deeper involved. And yeah, they, they asked me to join. And I've been on the worship team ever since, actually. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I've seen you. I, I attend to Impact with you. And I've seen you up there. And, and always a, uh, I, I enjoy watching you when you're in the worship team. You know, just really, I don't know how to explain the difference. Some people stand and sing. Some people stand and play on worship teams. I watch you and I can just see the release that you have and, mm -hmm. and the way that you uh, sort of non-verbally even just draw people into worship right. and that freedom, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, it's like, it's almost like a, a an aura around right. you. I can see that. that yeah. And I can feel it too mm -hmm. as well. Well, I think for me, how I would describe that is I was going to mention earlier that when I, when I first attended Impact Church London, when I first heard that band and it kind of blew me away, I ended up just dancing like my, my feet off and spinning around and running through the church. Mm -hmm. Like I, it's just something lit up in me as, as a worshiper of God and as, as like doing that with a physical expression. That's, I think, all, what I, yeah, when I'm not on the stage, I worship God all out. I dance around. Sometimes I run around. Mm -hmm. You know, I really try to, to let the spirit move me. 
Mm. And when I go up on that stage, I try not to change that. Although, of course, I have to because I can't run around everybody and, uh, mm-hmm. and spin around everybody. But I try to have that same spirit and that same sort of all-out expression, if you yes. will. And I think that's what that is. Mm-hmm. Dance like other. David danced. Yeah, yeah. That was always a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, saw, I read that in the Bible when I was like a teenager. And yeah, stories of David really did affect me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really identified with somebody like that who could just really have a heart for God and mm-hmm. really just not give a whip about what other people thought of him mm-hmm. dancing, spinning, running, acting like a fool, whatever it was just that he felt was in the spirit and, mm-hmm. and, and pleasing to God, right? So David was a big inspiration for my worship, actually. Mm, it's, yeah. it's ironic. It's not ironic. It's, it's I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's ironic that you maybe mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I've been on the worship team for about nine years now. I've been attending close to nine, nine and a half years there. Mm-hmm. And I'm the longest running uh, vocalist on the team. Okay. That's pretty Many people have moved in and out and have gone on to other churches, things like that, moved to different cities. But I have been the longest standing. I was, yeah, the only one who was there when I started that's still there mm-hmm. as far as that goes. Although I'm only a backup singer. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not the lead, lead worshiper. Yeah, I have been there the longest. It's every bit as important. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it, it always can be. I think it's not as much about the music and the sound mm-hmm. uh, or even the performance that way. It's yes. more about just kind of surrendering to God and expressing your, your love for him. And like you said, one of my other focuses is trying to almost like encourage other people to, to open up, to, mm-hmm. to kind of move around, to kind of feel like they're not, you know, restricted and it certainly say. it certainly is working that is mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that mm-hmm. i've heard other people also mention you know how how inspiring you are mm-hmm. on the team to, to allow, allow them to let go the yeah. week behind them and let go the culture <laughs> we live in and, and yeah. all the restrictions mm-hmm. and just open up and worship yeah. Yeah, a lot of it's just people have a self-consciousness and they're worried about what other people are thinking or saying. And mm-hmm. if you just let that go and just say, I, I don't care what other people say or think, I'm really only interested in how God perceives this. That's the biggest key for me. Yeah. But yeah, when I actually first started on the worship team, I don't really remember anybody like dancing or jumping. Mm-hmm. It was more or less just stand there and play your instrument or sing your stuff. And mm-hmm. yeah, within a few months, I remember uh, all the people on the team, the leaders and everything doing like dancing stuff and, and starting to jump around. And I thought I, I really like that. I, br- I brought that up there and then that seemed to catch on. I, mm-hmm. I really like that change, uh, how that happened. All right. So, yeah, that's the whole music and church end of it. And so God led me to become married. I got married. Mm-hmm. Uh, I met my wife online through my brother Chandler yeah we've been married a few years now and it's been going great I actually flew to Brazil got married in Brazil in another country it was it was pretty awesome stuff your arms must have got very tired planes planes I've never been on a plane so that was another big uh, step as well my wife she's a bit musical too yes she plays a bit of drums she plays a bit of guitar although she won't admit it yeah, she loves music as much as I do. We go to concerts together, everything like that. So yeah, our marriage is going great. I got I never dated before I met her. 
Mm-hmm. I never dated my whole life, never felt moved to do that. And when I got married, I was 34. That's a long time of holding out for the right person, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> and finding them and, and being really happy with that. So, yeah, I got married. And then, like, even just this year, another big step forward was I went out and got my license. Mm-hmm. And I bought a vehicle, and now me and my wife both have our licenses and have vehicles. Well, that's a miracle. Eh? I mean, <laughs> I mean change. yeah. I mean, to get your license for the first time at 38 mm-hmm. and get a vehicle and start driving, it, it just seems so surreal. Yeah. Because it's never been a part of my life at all, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is huge. Yes. So that was another big breakthrough for me. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, everything just keeps moving forward and I, I feel totally blessed mm-hmm. in all, all the direction. Yeah. I'd like to give you an opportunity if you could leave a message with our listeners today, mm-hmm. something that's inspiring to them or something you would say to your younger self, if you could go back in time, uh, mm-hmm. what would you say? What would I say? Well, I kind of want to say as an inspiration to people that it's a really important thing to go out to a Bible-based church. And if you're struggling with things in your life and you need help, you need direction, there's a lot of help and direction that you can get by going out to church and just try to go for a few Sundays and really get in a routine of going and just getting filled up and getting connected with the Spirit and the people of God. That for me was the thing that really changed my life, was committing to going to church every Sunday and really learning what it's like to be a church guy every mm. Sunday and let let those people, you know, just guide you into that style of life. Yeah, have people faith come around you. Yeah, because it wasn't as much making a decision for Christ as it was getting rooted in a church mm. and really going every Sunday and becoming part of a Christian family. Yes. Like I really feel I'm part of a big family of people that love me support me and they want the best for me and they're able and they're empowered to really help me get there you know Mm, we are not made to be on our own as christians Mm -hmm. right be part of yeah the body of you can't do it on your own that's my message right there there you go man (laughs) get get hooked up with people that can really lift you up and really teach you so much of their wisdom and experience they can impart that into you awesome awesome advice thanks for being with us today all right dave it's been great I'm hoping to listen to some of your music again soon, if not <laughs> church uh, on a video. or I can maybe, get you a CD probably. Yeah, maybe a CD would a be file. awesome. And once you get signed to a major label. And <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, God bless you, man. Thanks right, again. Thanks, Dave. As we sit here hand in hand, our future looks so and we'll stay happy here together underneath love's light. Now we'll never leave, we will never part. I'll keep on loving you if you hold on to my heart. Talking to you is always cool, I've never loved you more. And all the times I spend with you, I never do get bored. Search. You say you love me too, so I hate to know you're hurt. When we kiss, you fill me up, you leave my soul on fire. You came to me and you set me free as you're my one desire. Will you ever live? Don't tear us apart. I'm still.
I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 226-545-3733. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That number again is 226-545-3733. God bless you.